Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, you've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. I'm your host, Jim Brangenberg, and we've got an unusual show for you today. Check us out online at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. We're rolling out the She Works For Him podcast on August the 16th, 2021, with a hard launch on September the 6th, 2021. But running up to that, we wanted to let you guys know, you ladies know, within the I Work For Him podcast, that there's a podcast being launched dedicated to you, the everyday Christian working women. She Works For Him is the name of the podcast. Go out there and sign up on our website, sheworksforhim.com, or on your favorite podcast platform. Just looks for She Works, the number four, him.com. We've got an exciting schedule. We've got an exciting guest today. We've got an exciting guest whose husband's already been on the show. Martha, I'm going to turn it over to you. You've tuned in to She Works For Him, where we connect Christian working women to God resources, and one another. We are your hosts, Martha Brangenberg and Nadia Dixon. You can find us online at sheworksforhim.com. That's sheworks, the number four, him.com. And on Facebook and other social media, She Works For Him. Do you know any essential workers? Hardly anybody faced the stress and the tension, even the possibility of death, more than the essential workers in hospitals across the country in the last year. Today, we are going to Castle Rock, Colorado to talk with Janae Dunn. Janae is a board-certified nurse leader who has a passion for serving others and is a clinical nurse manager for a faith-based hospital. She led three departments and then added a fourth back in March of 2020 for COVID. Janae has the opportunity to shine a spotlight on Jesus while she lives at her calling as a servant leader to other frontline practitioners in the medical healthcare industry. Janae Dunn, welcome to She Works For Him. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. I am too. You've got such an incredible story. And as we get ready to go into it, um, especially how you connect your faith to your work and what that looks like, I wanted to ask you, why did you become a follower of Jesus? Well, in my family, we have a lot of pastors. Uh, My grandfather was a pastor. My uncles were pastors. And So Jesus has always been a part of my life. My family get-togethers were much like um, a little mini church service. We would sit sit around and worship together. It was a beautiful upbringing. So at the very young age of three years old, and I remember it so clearly, and people ask all the time, how can you remember that? But it was such a profound moment for me. I remember getting down on my knees and asking Jesus into my heart. So they're never too young to accept Jesus. Um, but he's always been a part of my life, and I've been so blessed, so blessed. That is so wonderful. Um, I also know right now you work at a faith-based hospital, and I've heard about faith-based missions hospitals overseas. This is the first time I've actually heard about a faith-based hospital here in the U.S. Um, I know we start them overseas for different reasons, but can you share some of the distinctives of a faith-based hospital here at home? Yes, absolutely. So working for a nonprofit faith-based hospital is a a huge blessing um, because we are able to give back to the community. So rather than working for profit so that we can put more money in our leaders' pocketbooks, instead we're giving back to the community, which is a huge blessing. My hospital's um, mission statement is to extend the healing ministry of Christ 
to all of those who are ill and to those in the community. And can I tell you, it's exciting to work for a faith-based organization. That's amazing. You know, one of the things I think of right away in our conversation about faith and work is that um, as amazing as it is that you work for a faith-based hospital. So not, not only are you serving people because you, you know, you have a servant's heart and you want to help, but you're doing it in an environment that is faith-based, yet you're dealing with humans, right? So it doesn't just automatically come to the assumption that, um, you know, you never have any conflict and you never have any things that you have to deal with that might be uncomfortable. How do you live out your faith in the work that you do in that specific environment? So my faith um, living out in this organization, it's very important to me that I live out my personal mission. So while we have a mission statement with the hospital, um, I have a personal mission statement to allow the light of Christ to shine through me as I care for frontline associates who then care for our patients. That mission statement is on my lips and on my mind every morning when I wake up. So yes, I deal with conflict. I deal with difficult and uncomfortable situations. But my job, based off of my mission statement, which my personal mission statement um, was um, something that the organization really encouraged us to do four years ago, it guides me each and every day, knowing that my goal is to shine a spotlight on Jesus every day in every conflict and every situation. And working here, it's very easy to do so because the, the other leaders um, have that similar mission as well. And that's to bring, bring light to Jesus and um, to serve others the way he did. So in that serving of others, how are some of the ways that you've seen God show up in your work? Oh, I have a front row seat every day to seeing how God shows up at my work. Um, you know, we find ourselves in challenging situations every day as healthcare workers, um, and God shows up every time. Um, you know, just a little while ago, I heard a code, you know, called overhead, and it's a great way to pray and to ask God to show up, and He does, and He's faithful. I get to witness miracles every day. How exciting is that? I mean, it's it's amazing to see what He does. He shows up here every day, and you can feel His presence here. So I know that there's HIPAA and you can't, you know, share specifics and things like that. But is there anything, you know, you can give us just an example of what that might look like? Well, let me talk a little bit about the COVID pandemic that we just went through. You know, we had a lot of challenges that we had to navigate. And it was an opportunity for God to show up with his strength in our weakness. We didn't know what we were going to be facing. We didn't know the challenges that would be coming our way. We didn't know how to navigate this new virus that we didn't know fully um, what it did and how to treat it. And God showed up and he made a way. He, he made a way for us to find out how we could care for these patients. And we had a very low mortality rate at the hospital because we were able to really prayerfully seek the Lord and how to treat these patients. So that's just one, well, actually really big example, <laughs> not small. <laughs> There's nothing small about that, is there? No. That's, so, that's so great. And we're going to hear more about that, but we're going to take a quick break. Um, you're, you are listening right now to the She Works For Him podcast with Martha Brangenberg and Nadia Dixon. You can learn more about the master's program for women online that Nadia is a, um, in charge of at the mastersprogramforwomen.org. 
We'll be right back with Janae Dunn. Hey, thanks for listening to I Work For Him. We'll be right back with more from Janae Dunn. You know she's got a famous husband. His name is Sean Dunn. You might want to check out his ministry, JesusCares.com or GroundWire.net. He was on a show years back. We'll be right back with more from Nadia Dixon, Martha Brangenberg, and Janae Dunn right here on I Work For Him. As Christian women, we have many roles. From daughter, sister, friend, wife, and mother to analyst, accountant, executive, or educator, Is it possible to balance our roles at work and home in a way that honors God? The answer is yes, and our new book, She Works For Him, will help show you how. Written to celebrate, encourage, and equip women in the workforce, She Works For Him discusses the diverse experiences of today's Christian working woman. Pick up a copy by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. As we're doing a She Works For Him podcast, just to let you know that She Works For Him is coming to a podcast platform near you on August the 16th. She Works, the number four, him.com. For for the everyday Christian working women, a podcast dedicated to you. Now, back to you, Martha. Welcome back to the She Works For Him podcast with Nadia Dixon and myself, Martha Brangenberg. You know, we are talking today with Janae Dunn, who is who has had a front row seat to um, the whole uh, COVID, you know, pandemic that we've been going through this year, this last year, in a faith-based hospital. Janae, I want to have a little fun right now, and I just want to let our listeners know I'm going to put a link in our show notes to an old show of ours, one where we interviewed your husband for Jesus Cares. And so I think I'm just going to put that in the link. People can go back and listen to it and find out who who this, you know, mystery Sean Dunn, your husband is. Um, but it's just kind of fun to show you that, you know, as a married couple, you guys are both living out your faith every day in what you do. And it might be a little fun for you to go back and listen to as well, Janae. So, um, so thank you for being with us today. And I just want to go into this next question specifically about the pandemic. Um, you work in a faith-based hospital. You have several departments that you lead. Um, how did you navigate the whole life and death reality personally? Like, you know, um, dealing with loss that you might've seen around you? And also how did you help the other frontliners as you led them um, through not only the uncertainty, but some death? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Definitely saw some things that as nurses, you know, we see a lot of things that we can't unsee. Um, But like I said, it was COVID was a great experience in that it really did shine a spotlight on Jesus um, we had some really difficult situations where, um, yeah, I had to meet family members in the lobby to bring them in to say goodbye to their family member mm-hmm. and to be there for that last breath. Um, and that is challenging to overcome. But every time we have something like that happen, I'm, I feel that my faith brings me through and God brings me through and I can feel his presence there. Um, For the front line, I think the key was to be really um, transparent with them. Um, Transparent leadership is something that I'm drawn to. um, And to be raw and open with the staff, um, we as nurse managers put on our scrubs and we were in those COVID rooms alongside them. And encouraging the staff to think about the future when they're telling the story this, it, you know, making history with COVID, telling the story to their grandchildren. What kind of story would you want to be able to tell your grandchildren? Would you want to tell them that I was a hero? I stood up in the face of this challenge with God by my side. 
and leading me and guiding me? Or do you want to say that I cowered um, due to fear? And um, so we really encourage them to think about the legacy and, and the stories that they would be telling one day. Um, that encouraged me to think about the stories I would want to tell to my grandchildren one day. Um, and that really kind of put into perspective that we were making history. Um, 2020 is the year of the nurse, was the year of the nurse. We have jackets that say that, that we bought for the staff. Um, and they really stood up to that test. And the staff were truly amazing. Danae, I'm just so thankful and grateful for your leadership. And I know that these challenges um, weren't just faced in the workplace. You also had to face some personal challenges in your own home and with the well-being of your parents while you were dealing with this pandemic. Um, what happened at home? I, rem I, I do recall that you told me a little bit about your parents. Are, how are you about sharing what happened? Yes, absolutely. So about two years ago, um, my husband and I invited my parents, my elderly parents, to come live with us. And at the time, they were kind of struggling with taking that offer. And my husband told my father, I don't know why you're supposed to move in with us, but there is a reason why God is bringing you here. And we may never know it, or he may reveal it to us. Well, he revealed it to us very quickly. Um, during COVID, um, both my parents were diagnosed with cancer. My dad, his second time of having colorectal cancer. Um, and guess what? We caught it early because then we moved them out here. <laughs> so that was quickly revealed. My mom um, ended up having another benign tumor in her neck that had to be removed. My dad had a heart attack. My dad had a blood clot. So there were a lot of things that were going on while in the middle of this pandemic um, that were going on in my personal life at home with my parents. And I relied upon my faith to get me through. Um, I'm a true believer that if a leader wants to remain strong and steadfast and faithful, that they have to be in the word every day. And so that is my, um, my little trick of remaining um, joyful in the midst of difficult circumstances is that the joy of the Lord comes through me when I read his word and spend time with him every day. Um, and he got us through that and mom and dad are doing better. They're not a hundred percent, but they are doing better. Um, and, and I'm grateful for that. So God, God was faithful to reveal why he moved them out to be with us because we would not have caught their cancer as early as we did had we not moved him, them out with us. So. That's tremendous. God is so faithful. And I love what you said about standing on his word. Was there a particular life verse that you were standing on during that time? My last year, the verse that has really struck me and that I pray every day is James 1.5. If anyone lacks wisdom, they should ask for it and God will give it generously to all without finding fault. And so I pray for wisdom each and every day as a leader, as um, a daughter who's trying to care for her parents and trying to navigate that because it is definitely different to be on that end. Um, but that verse really brings me through. I prayed it this morning. I need wisdom. I need to know how to care for these frontline heroes who are taking care of our patients. And I need to know how to care for my parents as well. So it brings me through. Mm. And you said that was James 1.5. So listeners, you know, that might be a great one for you to look up today and put it on your desktop, put it on your phone, put it on a post-it note, and um, 
start praying into that because I do believe you what you said, Janae, as far as um, you know, getting in the Word and having that as our foundation. Because in those times of crisis, we don't have time to go open a Bible, right? You're not. You're just saying, Lord, I need wisdom, and He hears our voice. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back more with Janae Dunn. Uh, you've been listening to She Works For Him podcast with your hosts, Martha Brangenberg and Nadia Dixon. And thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him as we bring you a She Works For Him podcast with our hosts, Martha Brangenberg and Nadia Dixon. Martha Brangenberg's with iWorkForHim.com and SheWorksForHim.com and Nadia Dixon's with the Master's Program for Women.org. And their guest today is Janae Dunn. Janae is really super famous in her part of Colorado and her husband walks alongside of her to support her in her famous position. Of course, you're hearing all of that. We'll be right back with more on I Work For Him. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field, but for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him as we are hosting a She Works For Him podcast just to make sure you know that She Works For Him is rolling out as at its own podcast platform on the 16th of August, 2021. Make sure you check it out online, sheworksforhim.com. She works the number four, him.com. Martha, I'm going to turn it over to you and Natty as you guys talk to Janae Dunn. Hey, Janae. I'm so excited about the time you're going to spend with us in the master's program. I know that um, you're already a tremendous leader. You are such a lifelong learner. You desire to um, even develop yourself further, especially when it comes to biblical leadership. Um, And you're a leader who trains other leaders, especially in a high-tension environment. At what point of time in your life did you realize that God cared as much about your work um, in the healthcare industry? You said that you're from a family of pastors. When did you realize that your work was as important as a pastor or a missionary? (laughs) Everybody's work is important. We all have a calling, and it's up to us to live up to that calling that God's called on our lives and everybody needs Jesus, so we can share him wherever we go. I realized years ago when I was working on the floor that working for a faith-based hospital again, um, I have opportunities that maybe others may not have. But if a patient wanted to talk to me about Jesus, I was allowed to talk to them about Jesus back. And I could answer their questions, and I was allowed to witness to them. Um, So I got to witness to a lot of people while dealing with their physical needs. I was able to talk about their spiritual needs and that there's a God in heaven who loves you, who created you um, for great things. And so um, I had many, many opportunities to do that, to pray over people um, as they're going to surgery um, and pray for people who are dealing with really difficult circumstances. Everybody has a ministry. It doesn't matter where you work. It's up to you to bring that ministry to light and to live out the calling that God's placed on your life. That's really important to me. That's so good. And I think a lot of people really, I, it's, it's wonderful to hear that from you, Janae, because of coming from a family of pastors, because um, you just, you're a breath of fresh air, you know, and, and I would believe that your family has blessed you in what you are doing because you are the hands and feet of Jesus 
in a very needy world. So what an exciting place to be. Before I ask my next question, though, I want Nadia to um, explain a little bit about your connection to Janae and how that um, integrates with the master's program for women, because our listeners probably don't know what kind of opportunities are out there, Nadia. So why don't you just share a little bit about that real quick? Sure. Well, I met Janae through um, an introductory briefing of the master's program for women. Her husband was a graduate of the master's program, which, um, which he benefited greatly from. And knowing that she's a lifelong learner and desired more in leadership introduced her to the opportunity. So as I learned about her and where she's going, I was just tremendously blessed by what she's done already in her life and leadership. But the master's program for women is a faith-based deep dive program that um, cultivates life mastery to as you walk into your life mission. Um, we're a three-year program, and the first six sessions, it's 12 sessions over a three-year period, the first six sessions um, really go into the personal core of who you are and what motivates you, how God designed you, how God designed you to exhibit personal leadership and personal entrepreneurship first, which is invisible, but then manifests in your leadership as a parent, as a spouse, um, what you do in the workplace, how you steward your resources. And then the second um, segment or the last six sessions of the master's program is all about identifying your kingdom assignment and your life mission. And it's great to know how to practice balance, margin, and focus. Even as you live out your calling, it's easy to, to be um, so consumed, even with the life work that God has given us, that we can burn out if we're not careful and live a balanced life. So I'm thrilled that she's going to be um, participating with us. We actually have a session this week, and there are other women that she'll meet who, uh, like her, have a desire to continue to develop um, personally, professionally, and spiritually as they live out their calling. Excellent. So, our listener, you can find out more about this at the Masters Program for and see if this is something that would be good for you as a fit as well. I would imagine that Janae, you're you with you already having your life mission figured out. You know, I think that you're a, a shoe in for you know really being able to do that deep dive that Nadia was talking about. Janae, can you share with us one? Um, leadership lesson that you've learned during this last year that maybe surprised you in the midst of um, this crisis of COVID? Yes. Well, prior to the pandemic, I used to have a saying, there's no crying in nursing. And boy, was I wrong. Um, You know, it says in the Bible, Jesus wept and he wept in front of his disciples. And to me, that that shows your those who you're leading that it's okay to have emotion and to use that. And God uses that in, in different ways. It was probably 20 years ago, and I can't remember the title of a book of the book, but it says said something to the effect that um, crying is a gift from the creator. It's it's an emotional release. And so this last year, um, you know, even just in January, I lost two coworkers, um, one to suicide and one to murder. Um, and to show that emotion, and, and I always felt like leaders don't show emotion. They need to be really just resilient and push through, and I think resiliency is, is key. But our, um, our staff, the people who look up to us, need to see that we do have emotions and that it's okay to share those. And when I started um, reading the Word, um, reading about um, Jesus, and, and it just struck me, wow, Jesus wept. He wept in front of those that followed him, and he was okay with that. Why am I not? <laughs> That's okay. 
Um, and so showing that human side of yourself um, is something I think that's important in leadership as well. And it's something that I didn't think of until the last year and living through a lot of challenges that that brought about a lot of high emotion. Mm. Wow. So incredible. What a profound lesson that we can all learn from, especially being authentic and transparent in challenging times. We all are forced to be resilient right now as leaders and especially um, having to pivot so quickly because things are changing at an accelerated speed. What top tips would you like to give our listeners today regarding living out their faith at work? I'd like to encourage those of you who are listening today and watching to create your own mission statement, to prayerfully create a mission statement that is the reason why you get up in the morning, the calling that God's placed on your life. And um, I believe it'll motivate you, it'll keep you focused on what it is that God wants you to focus on. Um, so I'd like to encourage encourage everyone to do that. I would love for people to send me an email with their mission statements if they create one. I would love to see them, um, but I would highly encourage everybody to do that. Well, we can put your email address in the show notes if anybody wants to do that with your permission. So what a great way to challenge people to, to really make it real. So um, if this has challenged you, listener, this is a great opportunity for you to find a way to um, articulate what that mission is that God has given you in life. And then we will, uh, you can email it to Janae Dunn. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Janae, and sharing just a little bit about your um, front-hand exposure and how God has used you during this time and how your faith has really um, been able to carry you in an amazing way. You've been listening to She Works For Him with your host, Martha Brangenberg and Nadia Dixon. We're Christian working women, helping other Christian working women to live out their calling as she works for him. Thanks for tuning into the I Work For Him broadcast as we highlight a premier preview version of the She Works For Him podcast with your hosts, Martha Brangenberg and Nadia Dixon. And thanks to our guest today, Janae Dunn, coming in, coming in from Castle Rock, Colorado. If you're out that way and you get sick, make sure you look up her hospital. That would be great. And you can also check out her husband's ministry online, JesusCares.com. That's JesusCares.com. And of course, Nadia's ministry, the master's program for women.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg, and of course, Martha and Nadia, as they hosted She Works For Him. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.